Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. But today, we're talking about an annoying barrier that's standing in the way of a lot of our summer adventures, and that is gas prices. Ugh. <laughs> Vicky, these gas prices are killing me. Uh, I hate to be like a downer about it, but this is this is a very real thing for a lot of Oregonians, a lot of people around the country this season. Because I mean, like, look, I, normally I like to spend my sunny spring and summer days driving out to trails in the gorge, taking day trips to the coast. Mm -hmm. But as gas prices continue to climb and continue to climb, it's just like really hard to justify taking what I suppose you might call more of those frivolous day trips. Totally, totally. I feel like normally, you know, here in Oregon, you pull up, we have the privilege of our gas being pumped for us. And normally I'm like, okay, I'm expecting it to come out. I, I drive a small SUV and I expect a f my tank to be filled. Maybe it'll be 50 to $60 since I've moved here in the past year. And, you know, I give the attendant my card and that's what I kind of... I'm thinking of. And then, you know, now I'm pulling out after spending $75. And oh. I am just absolutely <laughs> not having it. You know, now I'm just watching the numbers tick up and just cringing in my car sitting there. And like, I get that it's not like that much more money in the grand scheme of things. I'm an extra $15, $20. Uh, but like, there's something psychological about it too, where I'm just like, man, is it worth it? You know, is it worth taking this trip? you know, an hour and a half, two hours out into the gorge or wherever, if it's going to mean filling up my tank, you know, uh, maybe twice in a day, uh, if you're going to drive that right. far. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and look, we, we're not here to, to complain <laughs> or just to complain. We're here to complain a little bit, but we also want to offer some very real solutions to any of your fuel related angst by way of some good recommendations of outdoor adventures or local day trips that might be just like a little bit closer to home. Exactly. And we should note that when we say 
close to home. We're talking about the Portland area, and we recognize that might not be home for everyone listening, but since that's where we are based, that's where we will go from. So, Jamie, with that said, where should we start? I feel like we should get one big one out of the way. It's sort of, I think, the obvious thing people think of. Where can I get outside if I am in Portland? And that is Forest Park, of course. Of course. We've we've got previous episodes about Forest Park. You can go back and listen to it. Um, I did a guide called Forest Park Unraveled. You can go look at that. In short, there are like dozens of miles of trail in Forest Park. Oh, yeah. Um, bunch of trailheads, bunch of cool things. If you want to get out there, it's a great place to do it. Um, check out a part of the park you haven't been to before, if you've been to some parts before. Uh, I think it's definitely a really cool spot to explore. Yes, closest to Northwest Portland. And um, I often take my dog Stella out just to, you know, have like a nice steady walk in the woods, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time that I've been out there um, on the trail, I think I usually do like the Leaf Erickson Trail or just a portion of it. And everyone there is just so happy to be out there. I don't know. It's (laughs) because I usually am there on sunny days and people are soaking up the sun. But, you know, everyone's just out there enjoying the tree canopy, enjoying the mossy trees, the little stream running through. And it's just so nice, especially so, so close and convenient. Exactly. Exactly. So folks, check it out if you haven't before or go there. If you need a close in spot to go hiking, that's, I think, a great candidate. Absolutely. Uh, if we're talking about just a little farther out, maybe some place that you haven't explored or haven't explored quite more. Um, I love going to Savi Island. Uh, mm. Vicky, since coming here, have you spent a whole lot of time out at Savi? I have not, but I've heard such great things. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is there strawberry picking on oh, Sami sure. Island, or I think there's sure. pumpkin patches too. Yep. A lot of stuff going on. That's the thing. Most people, I think, when they go to Sabi, they're there for either pumpkin patches, berry picking, or they're there for the beaches. Of course, it is home to one of um, the Portland area's two nude beaches, so very popular area, as well as the non-nude beaches as well. But it's also a great spot to go hiking. I think it's like one of these awesome low-key hiking spots that. Certainly there's people out there. It's not one of these like hidden spots. You're not going to see anyone out there, but it's not the one I think everyone thinks of. They think about hiking. So um, there's a few trails out in Savi Island that I love to go to. The one that I go to, I think most often is uh, Warrior Point, which kind of is a trail that leads just along through the forest and along the, the sort of the river beach there up to the northern point of Savi Island or close to it. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a longer trail, but it's flat. And it leads to this really tiny, cute little lighthouse, the Warrior Point Lighthouse at the top of it. And it's just like a fun attraction and I think a really cool way to spend a warm summer day. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. So what is the trail like? Are you walking like close to the water or how long is it? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty close to the water. I mean, you can definitely see um, some, you know, some river views along the way, some mountain views if it's a clear day. Um, But it's also forested. Um, it's mm. one of these things where if it's a wet day or if it's at, in the wet season, it's going to be pretty muddy. So I, I kind of like it in a little bit more of a drier season. Um, but all said, it's about seven miles round trip out and back. Um, but elevation gain is like we're talking like, you know, um, let's see, Oregon hiker says 10 feet of ele- elevation gain. So it's a <laughs> flat hike. Um, it's a pretty little hike. Um, so it's, a, it's a sort of like a nice long walk, if you will. That sounds so nice. Did you say you're able to go into the lighthouse at all? Or is it something you see and kind of take it in? 
No, it's just, you see, and it's a very, very small, like two story lighthouse. Um, and it's closed up. It's, I'm sure probably covered in graffiti. Um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's one of those spots, but it's cool. It's one of the few, um, river lighthouses we have here on this lower stretch of the Columbia. So, um, just, I think a really, really cool spot. That's a little bit different. Wow. Okay. Again, adding it to the list, adding it to the (laughs) list of things. (laughs) Um, for folks who want to do other hiking on Savvy Island, just shout out a couple of trails. Um, Oak Island is a good spot to go hiking through some cow pastures and out to some beautiful areas and views of Mads and Helens. And the Wapato Greenway is another spot to go hiking. Um, the Savvy Island as a whole is a spot that historically was the site of some of the largest villages of the Chinookan peoples who were originally here on this land. Um, mm. So this is a place that is really verdant and um, has a lot of natural resources, obviously, people who used to live there. Um, so today it's sort of known as more farmland and recreational areas, but it does have this really nice, rich cultural history as well. Amazing. Sounds so lovely. So lovely. And speaking of lovely places, I would like to talk about the Portland Japanese Garden. Because it is one of my favorite spaces in the city. I can't believe it's in Portland because Mm -hmm. when you go there, you're just like transported to the ultimate peace oasis. Like, it's so nice. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite spots in the city. I I feel like every year I say, I just need to get a membership already (laughs) and just like go there all the time. Yeah. And this might be the year I do it because it's, it's, you know, it's right there in Washington Park. Mm-hmm. Um, which has a, a bunch of things right across from the International Rose Test Garden. So the location is wonderful. And just like you said, Vicky, yeah, you step inside and it, it's like, it's like this, this transformative experience. Yeah. Um, feel transported to this serene, lush garden. Um, it's so well manicured and there's so many little pockets in there. I feel like I want to go find a mossy rock and just meditate <laughs> for a couple hours, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I recently took a tour there and I highly recommend taking a tour um, because you really get to know how intentional every detail in this garden is between things like the Zen garden to just like the slats in the wood in some of the buildings are supposed to mimic how trees are in a forest and little things like that. In my most recent visit, so the first time I went was when I was uh, visiting Portland to just find a place to live. So um, that was about a year ago. And when I went recently, though, they had these uh, bonsai trees on exhibit. And they are hundreds of years old. So cool just to look at and be like, I cannot believe how old this this thing right in front of me is. It's insane. I cannot recommend the Japanese garden enough. I'm with you. Absolutely. And folks, if you have not been in a while, they did a major renovation just a few years ago, maybe a number of years ago now. Um, so they've got a new cafe and a new plaza and a new gift shop and all kinds of stuff. So they did it, you know, it looks a lot different than if you went there, say 10, 15 years ago. Um, so definitely check it out. Definitely yes. check it out. Admission, you can buy your tickets online ahead of time. It's just $20 for an adult ticket. And you can also, hot tip, you can make reservations for the cafe ahead of time. Oh, Skip yeah. the line and uh, get some really great green tea, some little snacks, miso soup, and just sit in such an amazing space. 
Awesome. That's a great tip right there. I'm going to take advantage of that, I think. <laughs> well, sort of moving from the the really quieter uh, experience to maybe something that's a bit more adventurous, a bit grander. Um, I know folks in Portland area love to go to the Columbia River Gorge as a day trip. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of those hikes in the gorge, especially farther out, you know, it's a good hour and a half, two hours at some of those places. Um, and it can be, you know, a, a lot on the wallet when you're, ta- when you're talking about filling up your car to get to those places. But there are a few spots kind of more towards this western side of the gorge, kind of the mouth of the gorge, if you will. Um, driving into Portland. My favorite is Oxbow Park, which is along the Sandy River, um, just a bit upriver from where it meets with the Columbia River. Mm-hmm. Um, a really beautiful bend in the Sandy, and there's just um, some really great old growth forest hiking trails um, and some nice river beaches down there. A lot of room to spread out. Uh, it's just, I think, a phenomenal park run by Metro down there. Um, so that's long been sort of one of my go-to close-in day trip spots. It's not super far from Portland, but it definitely is far enough that you feel like you're getting out of the city and getting into nature. Um, and it's beautiful in all seasons. Is that one of those spots when it's just really nice outside or people are looking to like, you know, get a little tan, sit by the water? Is that a go-to for that type of thing? Well, I mean, I think I normally I'd say Savi Island was the go-to for that kind of thing. But oh, okay. definitely see people out there at Oxbow too, because there's a lot of river beach there. I mean, right now, yeah. obviously the rivers are running a little bit high. Um, <laughs> but when they're running a little lower, there's a lot of space to spread out there. And it's, I think, a perfect, perfect sort of lower key spot to do that. But even lower key is those those forested hiking trails there. Because a lot of people are there for the river. Yeah. Not as many people are there for the forest. And there are some phenomenal huge trees, lush forest there. That's that's what I like to do there. Oh my gosh. Um, and if it's a hot day especially, you can hike through there and get a little shade feel a little bit of cool dampness of the forest that's a great way to do it too oh my gosh that sounds so great um another spot uh sandy river delta Mm -hmm. um specifically for me taking stella out to thousand acre dog park um that area is great because you feel like you know you're driving you're getting out of the city you have what feels like literally a thousand acres just in front of you to let your dog roam free. There is a trail that goes through the woods. You can go by the water, let your dog take a little dip. And, you know, it feels like you're just out and about away from the city and uh, tire your dog out a little bit. It's a great combination of things. That's such a perfect spot. I went there once and I think I was literally the only person there without a dog. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is for dogs and for dog owners. Um, and, and it's great that there's a spot for that. I think. You know, dogs optional. If someone out there is listening and you want to go there and just run around, you know, maybe you don't have your own dog, but you want to pet some dogs, highly recommend this spot. You will find a lot of dogs there. Totally, totally. <laughs> and one more spot in that sort of close in gorge area located just really about halfway between Sandy River Delta and Oxbow, Dabney State Recreation Area, a smaller park um, just along the Sandy River. It's a nice spot if you're looking for some place to go sit by the river, get a little sun, splash mm. in the shallows, do a little, you know, uh, a floating, you know, maybe just sort of get in the water. Uh, that's, oh. It can get very popular, obviously. Yeah, um, on hot summer days, but that's a nice sort of close in spot too if you're looking for something else. Sounds great. Now we just need the rain to stop and the sun to come out so I can enjoy all of these spots that we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's say we get one more one more recommendation in here. 
Okay. Okay. How about uh, something in the suburbs, maybe? Yeah, I like that. There's, you know, I think a lot of great hiking trails in the suburbs. Um, so if you get out of Portland proper and you kind of get into Beaverton, Gresham, um, Oregon City, Tualatin, there's all kinds of great parks and areas to hike that are just right there. Um, mm. Too many to name right here. Um, but if you just want to list a couple off here, um, Tualatin Hills is a, is a beautiful spot with a lot of trails and a lot of space to roam. Um, a really cool spot to explore. Mm. Um, Cooper Mountain, which um, is a sort of a more of a, a place to get some good views. Um, I think it's a smaller kind of uh, area. I've not been there myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, then out in uh, Clark County across the river, um, if you go out to Camas, which is a, just a, a fun little small town. I used yeah. to live there for a few years. Um, it's a great spot. There's a park called Lacamas Park um, that has a couple of small waterfalls um, some little hikes, some little lakes, um, just a nice spot to walk around and get out in someplace different. Sounds like a hidden gem. <laughs> a lot of those in the suburbs. I tell people all the time, get out of the suburbs. There's a lot of spots out there. Well, we will talk more about local places that make great day trips right after a short break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And we are back from a little break, and we just discussed some local to Portland area hikes, day trips, uh, places you can explore the outdoors and not have to travel that long. But we're also going to talk about some local destination towns nearby. So, Jamie, where should we get started on this? I think we should start at the place that Portlanders love to avoid for no good reason, and that's Vancouver, Washington. Tell me about the, I I don't know the background on this. Why is that? Right. Right. I mean, honestly, I think it's like it, traffic probably. Um rush hour traffic going from Portland to Vancouver is a nightmare. Um we all know this. But if you are, you know, um going at any other time of day, um it is really easy to get into Vancouver and really quick. Um and downtown Vancouver is wonderful. There's so much to do down there. It is. It really is. One of my favorite spots is the Mighty Bowl, a great spot for lunch. Have you been there before, Jamie? Oh, yeah. I've been there for breakfast mostly. Um, oh, really? One of those acai bowls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great acai bowls, it. great smoothies, some little bakery treats. Literally cannot go wrong. They have some great vegan options. So, so tasty. All the sauce there. I'll stop myself before I really start <laughs> ranting because I love it. <laughs> yeah. The food scene down there is wonderful, isn't it? There's yeah. just so much. I know there's the new Vancouver waterfront that they've been building up over the last few years where um, there are a bunch of um, restaurants now with some really good views right on the river. That's a great mm-hmm. spot to go if you're looking for that kind of experience. But I also just like the downtown scene. Yeah, um, it's awesome. Walk a few blocks. There's, you know, coffee spots and whiskey spots and, you know, Thai restaurants and pizza and I mean all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there is one store called uh, Kindred Homestead Supply that's all about like low waste, 
uh, living and they offer different workshops there, which is awesome. Um, you can learn to like vermicompost, composting with <laughs> worms. It's awesome. All that is not to mention Fort Vancouver, which is right there in Vancouver. Um, which I know a lot of people sort of, if you grew up in the area, maybe you went to uh, on a field trip as a child. <laughs> um, but those who have not been there, it's a cool historic site. And even better, I like sort of this walk or bike ride you can take from downtown Vancouver along the river and then up over the land bridge that takes you over uh, Washington 14 over to Fort Vancouver. It's a nice little walk, a nice little bike ride, a great way to walk or bike uh, off any of the food and or drink <laughs> that you may have consumed during the day. What other local nearby towns should I add to my list to visit? Well, uh, Salem, I think is another one too that people overlook. Um, oh, okay. I did a, a series on Salem last year um, and we have an episode from last year about that. Um, but to sort of go back over some of those things, um, I, I mean, Salem, again, it, it's Oregon's capital, obviously, but I think for, for some reason, again, people don't really like to go there. There's this idea that, that there's nothing to do in Salem. And I held that idea for a long time too. And it's this totally <laughs> baseless, uh, bias about this city where there's a bunch of stuff to do. And I think it's especially good in the uh, springtime, um, mm -hmm. early summer. There's a lot of really beautiful gardens in Salem. Um, just scattered throughout the city and mm -hmm. some really beautiful parks as well. Uh, Mento Brown Island Park is one of those places, Riverfront City Park, um, right there kind of near downtown Salem, um, has a beautiful uh, sort of modern bridge and some art and a lot of open space. And you can walk or bike from there to Minto Brown Island Park. So mm. there's just kind of interconnected greenway in Salem that I just really, really enjoy. And just like we're saying, Vancouver, a lot of places to go eat and drink that are fantastic. Jamie, I remember you did a video on things to explore and see in Salem. And I will tell you that that video really sold me on Salem. I don't know if it was eating <laughs> on the hood of a car because it was in the oh, COVID God. times, but it looked like a great time. <laughs> oh, it was. You know, I didn't love having um, uh, a camera on my face as I ate. <laughs> the fried chicken beignet sliders um, covered in like powdered sugar. But uh, <laughs> those sliders were good. I got to say, they were really good. Where were those from? Do you remember? Yeah, those are from a place called Noble Wave, um, mm. which is uh, a, a Baton Rouge inspired restaurant. Oh. Um, so they've got like king cake bread pudding. Um, they've got oh. like alligator and beignets. And they, they oh, the my God. Gosh. Yeah. But I will say, as long as we're talking about treats in Salem, I have mm -hmm. to do my regular shout out for Don Bagote, the churro and ice cream uh, food cart. Uh, that is <sighs> phenomenal. They do churros like a dozen different ways, and it is just uh, phenomenal. <laughs> you got to check it out. I imagine churros a la mode. Chur I, oh, yeah. I, what other, what ways are we talking about? You can curl a churro into a lollipop and put it on a stick. I think they, they do that. Churro Sunday is what I usually get there, which is like a ribbon of churro in a in a little cup of ice cream covered oh. in like chocolate sauce. <laughs> I had one of those covered in like chocolate sauce and fruity pebbles. You know, I mean, it's just like oh it it is. They are um, mad geniuses when it comes to working with a churro, um, and I, I highly recommend it to anyone with a sweet tooth. Wow! 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 Oh my <laughs> gosh! All right, where else are we headed? 
what other places around somewhere close to Portland should we hit up? Yeah, well, the third spot I had in mind, so the last um, of these these t- these cities, these towns near Portland is Oregon City. You know, end of the Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. of course. My mechanic is there. One of the reasons that I, I do that is because it gives me an excuse to go check out and hang out in Oregon City on a regular basis because there's like a bunch of cool stuff to do there as well. Really? Um, so their little downtown is is nice and there's some good restaurants and stuff like that. But what I love to do is take the municipal elevator, um, which is a really <laughs> cool attraction, <laughs> up onto the bluffs there overlooking the city and taking the McLaughlin Promenade, which is a paved pathway that leads just sort of along those bluffs over the city. Uh, eventually, it'll give you a view of Willamette Falls, which is right there. Um, and uh, it's just a nice little walk um, or a nice little place to sort of hang out and get some sunshine. Obviously, so Willamette Falls, they are working on a lot of um, sort of the transformation. Confederated Tribes of Grand Ronde owns that land now on the Oregon City side of the falls, and they're turning that into this sort of large, um, you know, cultural district, um, mm-hmm. and a place for people to come and stay in hotels, eat at restaurants, um, see cultural events, that sort of thing. That's going to be, I think, uh, still a few years or more in the future. When that does happen, it will be, I think, one of the um, greatest uh, draws, uh, not just in Oregon City, but in the region. Yeah. Um, but that's still a ways away. So I think we kind of have to sort of, you know, not count on that yet and just sort of enjoy all the other things that there are to do in Oregon City. Definitely. Definitely. Any food recommendations in Oregon City that you got under your sleeve? One that I tend to go to a lot is uh, Ingrid's Scandinavian food. Um, it's just like a, a a small little spot, um, but I love getting like, you know, a smoked salmon, lefse. Oh, um, yeah. You know, going in there, <laughs> just grabbing grabbing a quick lunch like that. Uh, that's a great way to do it. Mm, I love Scandinavian food. There's a food cart by me that has, uh, yeah, that great Smoked salmon lefts, lefsa, lefsa. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am now hooked on that. So Oregon City, here I come. <laughs> I have become like a lefsa freak. Uh, I just had some over this weekend at, I don't know if it's the same food cart, Viking Soul Food. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. basically in my backyard. Yes, yes. Oh, I love Viking Soul Food. It's such a great spot. So, so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Well, you know, whether you're out there getting lefsa or you're out there looking for a good hike, I think sort of the the whole point of this is that there is a lot of stuff nearby that you can go to and explore uh, without having to break the bank. Exactly. And on top of gas prices, you know, having to go get your car fixed up like I just did, making it in for your, <laughs> your regular maintenance, it really will uh, rack up a bill. So, if you're looking to uh, save some some pennies and stay nearby, hopefully uh, we helped you out a little bit. Absolutely, and you know what? This is it, it's like really easy to get down about the gas prices and and all that, but I think it, it's also you can kind of reframe it as like, well, this is a cool opportunity to explore some stuff closer in that maybe yeah. I've overlooked um, exactly. because I've wanted to get out to all the grand stuff, right. know, the coast and the gorge right. and Mount Hood and all that. So it's, it's a good opportunity, I think. Yeah, explore where you currently are and places you've overlooked before. You never know what's right under your nose that you've been missing. Well, folks, in the meantime, you can go ahead and um, continue listening to Peak Northwest. Watch our videos on the Oregonian's YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel and hereisoregon.com. 
please leave us a rating or review if you enjoyed the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.